You're listening to the weekly Parsha podcast with Ari Goldwag, recorded with Hashem's never-ending assistance in Ramah Israel, 5783, 2023. This week's Parsha, we have two Parshas, Tazria and Mitzorah. One of the main themes of our Parsha is the concept of Tsaras, which is a spiritual leprosy, a spiritual disease that comes upon a person for a number of different possibilities, for a number of different reasons. But the main reason is because a person defies the will of Hashem, whether it's because of speaking Lashon Hara, speaking negatively about others, or whether it's because of gaiva, a certain lack of humility, hubris. We'll see a few different possibilities, but what I'd like to share with you is two pieces in the Medrash, really three pieces in the Medrash, which speak about the concept and teach us a very interesting idea. Let's let's study this together. Adam Kia or Besarei. Pasuk says, that when a human being shall have upon him a leprous type of affliction. So the Medjish points out that the word Adam means a human being. It doesn't, doesn't say Adam Mikem, a human from amongst you, which would indicate that it's talking about someone from the Jewish people. Adam seems to imply that this is something which can actually affect even someone who's not Jewish. We find in Tanakh, Naaman, who was not Jewish, who was a a, a general in a non-Jewish army, came to Elisha to be cured of his tzaras, which was a result of his gaiva, his great hubris. So it does seem possible, as we'll see, that leprosy, the spiritual leprosy, can indeed affect a non-Jew. Says the Medrash, we have a Pasuk in Mishle in Proverbs, and the Pasuk in Mishle says that for those who are leitzim, leitzim are, are jokers, those who scoff, those who make fun. So there are judgments prepared for them, there are punishments prepared for them. The concept of tsaras is something which is here, you need to know, everyone needs to know that there are spiritual repercussions. There are physical manifestations of the spiritual repercussions for our hubris, for our gaiva, our haughtiness, for different sins that involve this. We need to be aware. A person has, say, he has an, uh, a donkey, which he uses to ride. So sometimes the donkey doesn't listen. The donkey doesn't go in the direction that the owner would like it to go. So what does the owner do? The, the owner has a whip, and the owner whips the donkey. In the same way, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, God, wants to ride, so to speak, on us. He wants to manifest in the world through us. God's rachamim, His compassion, His humility, His greatness, His, his love. When we speak Lashonara, when we speak negatively of others, we act in a haughty way. So we're not allowing Hashem to ride on us, so to speak. We're going off the path. We're being a donkey that Hashem would like to manifest through, but we're not allowing that to happen. So what does the verse say? The verse says that for such a person, just like a donkey, they, they, the donkey can be struck by his owner, by his master. When he doesn't go the way that he's supposed to, so too. A human being who doesn't, act as a vehicle for Hashem, 
for God to come into the world, they can also experience a negative repercussion. They can also experience tsaras, or perhaps in our times we could say a person, you know, there are natural repercussions when we're selfish. Umahalumais, the Hemshech, the continuation of this verse in Proverbs, chapter 19, verse 29, says, Umahalumais, which the Medish is going to understand to be referring to Laumais. Mahalumais, Haumais, is referring to the nations of the world. That this Pasuk, which speaks about the repercussions of haughty behavior, of negative behavior, of gossip, of lording over others, it results in saras. This is not just for us, it's also for the Umas Sa'ilam, and more specifically, actually, it's a threat to them, which, as we'll see, also has a message for us. Mashallah Machuan, it says the Medrash, it's analogous to a queen, a princess, a queen. The queen came into the king's castle, came in the Chamis Maglavayatlon, Tachlas. She saw that hanging on the wall, there were all kinds of instruments of whips and, and different things to make sure that people do what they're supposed to do. So when she saw these things, she was afraid. She thought maybe if she does something wrong, if she steps out of line, right, the king will get angry at her and use one of these whips, one of these clubs. Says the king, you need not worry, these are not meant for you. These are meant for the for the servants and the maidservants if they don't perform correctly, if they don't do that which they're supposed to do, so then they get struck. You need not worry, you need not think about it. All you need to do is eat, drink, and be merry. In a similar way, When Klal heard the concept of Tzaras, when they heard about the negative repercussions that come about because of haughtiness, when they saw the, so to speak, the whips on the wall in the palace of Hashem, when they saw what could happen if they step out of line, they became afraid. So Moshe Rabbeinu, when he, when he spoke about it, he said, Adam ki It wasn't directed directly at the Jewish people. It was directed towards the Umas Ha'elam. This is something which is a punishment which will happen to the nations of the world. You need not worry. You just eat, drink, and be merry. Shenemar, as the Pesach says in Tehillim, The wicked person has a lot of pain because the wicked person receives punishments from Hashem. The wicked person, it's easy for him to end up with problems. But the one who trusts in Hashem, the one who is doing Hashem's will, the one who is focused on God's will, so he is surrounded by kindness. The punishment that we're speaking about here is not really meant for us. It's really meant for others. It's meant for the nations of the world. Who are more likely, we could say, to fall into these issues, to fall into these problems. Now the Yasef points out, it's an obvious question, and other Mephoshim struggle to deal with this, that the Pasuk is not talking to the Umas I'm saying the Pasuk is talking to us. The, the, the concept of Tsaras, the Kain, 
has to check out the Jew. This is, these are halachas that apply to a Jewish person in the Pashas of the Psukim, not so much applying to the nations of the world. So what is the meaning here? What is the Medrash trying to say that this is something which applies to the nations of the world and not so much to the Jewish people? The Yosef says a beautiful idea. He says that really when Hashem speaks about this, it's not meant for us to be worried that this is what's going to happen to us because it's like a parent who loves a child. A parent loves a child wants to make sure the child does what's right. So the parent says to the child, if you don't do as I say, you're going to get a smack. You're going to be struck. The parent has no intention or interest in striking the child. That's not his, that's not his, his game. That's not his gambit. The, the parent wants to make sure that the child does what's right. And in order for the child to do what's right, they need to have a, a, an awareness that if they do what's wrong, there will be a solid repercussion. There will be a repercussion that they really don't want. But the parent is not interested in giving the child any kind of uh, capital punishment. Capital punishment. Uh, corporal punishment. What's the word? Yeah, the parent is not interested in giving punishment at that level. So, but the parent, a, a wise parent, a wise parent, before all the liberal-minded Western ideas, and according to the Torah, according to the Ashkaf of the Torah, we are indeed supposed to raise our children properly. There should be a proper balance between Yira and Ava. We can't just expect our children to do what's right because we love them, love them, love them. We need, also need to show them that there are negative repercussions. And in fact, when they get out into life, you know, a person can end up in jail if they steal or they don't pay their taxes, right? There, there's, there's real repercussions. So, it's important to teach our children from a young age that there are real repercussions. And the parent who does so is not doing it out of anger, not doing it out of hatred of the child, but rather he's doing it because the parent loves the child and does not, does not want to give the child any kind of punishment, doesn't want to hit his child. But the child needs to know that that's a possibility so that the child doesn't do what's wrong. And in a similar way, says the Yosef. HaKadosh Baruch Hu was saying to the Jewish people, I'm not interested in giving you Nagam, but you should know that this is a possibility. It's something that we'll say, we'll give to the, to the Umas Ha'ilam, to the nations of the world, but you should know that it could, it could happen to you. Just watch out. I'm not interested in giving it to you, but it could happen to you. You know, when we look at this analogy, when we look at the analogy of the Medrash, so it's very interesting. The queen comes into the palace and she sees on the wall these, uh, implements which are meant to convince people to do what they're, they're meant to do, right? Why is it hanging on the wall in a place where the queen will see it? I would suggest that what the Medrash is trying to teach us is that it is also intended for the queen, according to the Yosef, the, the, the whip. Of course, the king says, it's not meant for you. You should eat and drink and be merry. But really, the whip is also there as a symbol to the queen to remember to do what's right. She would do what's right. She naturally does do what's right. But we all need a reminder. We all need a reminder. It's not meant for her, but it's good to have that. Uh, it's good to have it there to remember the power of the king and to remember the repercussions of what happens when an individual does not listen to the king. And soon I'd like to offer an even deeper pshad, a deeper understanding of it. But before that, let's see the Hamshech of the Medrash, which says something, which tells us a story which seems to be only slightly related, but I think it's, it's also deeply related. 
Rebbe v'Rebbe Shmuel v'Rebbe Yisrael Yoshua Eskimi Megillus Kines. Rebbe, which is Rehuda Hanasi, the the author of the Mishnah, the co-leader of the Mishnah, he Rebbe Shmuel v'Rebbe Yisrael and and Rebbe Shmuel the son of Rebbe Yisrael was sit they were sitting for Eskimi Megillus Kines Erev Tishubav Shachalis B'Shabes. It was the day before Tishubav, and it fell out on Shabbos. So Shabbos was Erev Tishabav, Sunday was going to be, Saturday night, and Sunday was going to be Tishabav. So, when it got close to evening, it was still Shabbos, still Erev Tishabav, so it came to a point in time where they were permitted to start to read uh, from Eicha, which is a sad document, but because it was close enough to Tishabav, they were starting to read it. Okay, so Diyun in the Rishan and the Mephorshim here exactly what's the point here. But bottom line, Kishaala Rebbe, I'm sorry, Shiruba Alvezachas. So they finished um all of the chapters of Echa except for one, and they said, Well, we'll complete this tomorrow. Kishaala Rebbe, Nikshabetsbayakatana. When Rebbe got up, as he was getting up to go, so he hurt his his pinky his small finger. So when he he saw that he hurt himself, he said about himself this pasuk that the one who is wicked experiences pain. This pasuk that we mentioned before, meaning he was saying I've done something wrong, and obviously I'm getting punished for the thing I've done wrong. That's why I hurt my finger. What I'm about to say, I would have said, even if we weren't involved in studying what we just studied, which is a Pasuk the Pasuk says, The wind of our, our face, the wind of our nose, is the chosen one of Hashem. Mashiach Hashem is a reference to Pashtus Mashiach. Messiah, but it's also a reference to the leaders of the Jewish people. The leaders of the Jewish people are the wind of Hashem. What does it mean? So, what they understood from this Pasuk is that those who are the leaders of Hashem, Hashem, Ruach HaPenu, can also refer to God's anger. God's anger can be meted out upon the leaders of the Jewish people. Instead of Hashem taking out His anger on the Jewish people themselves, sometimes the leaders of the Jewish people can be punished. And they can receive pain. He hurt his pinky finger. Why did he hurt his pinky finger? So he attributed it to the fact that he himself had sins. Rabbi Shmuel Yossi says, no. The reason that you had this pain on your finger was because the Jewish people are not acting properly, and through you they have a kapara. Through you they have a, a, an atonement for their sins. So he said, I would have said this if we weren't studying this concept. But now that we're studying this concept, certainly I can attribute the pain that you're experiencing not to your own sins per se, but because of the sins of the Jewish people, you, because of your greatness, are acting as an atonement, as a kapara for, for the entire Jewish people through your pain. So what's the idea here? What's the idea here? On the simple level, the idea is that a person who's a great tzaddik, a person who's a righteous individual, because of his responsibility for those people, because of his responsibility and connection to all of the Jewish people, so the pain that he endures 
is something that can serve as a kapara, as an atonement for them. I'd like to understand this on a deeper level. And in order to do so, I'll read you one more piece, which is also the, the next piece. And I also don't understand, really, in the simple understanding, what is this idea of him hurting his pinky and being as a result of other people? What does that have to do with the concept of the, the nations of the world getting, getting, okay, we had this Pasuk also, Rabbi Machoivim Larasha, which Rabbi quoted, which refers to the fact that there's a lot of pain to those who are wicked. But that was talking about Umasayim, it was talking about the nations of the world. Well, what's the connection here on a deeper level? So I'd like to read you one more piece in the Medrash, in the next piece, which says as follows. Pasuk says that before speaking about the whole concept of Tsaras, so the verses at the beginning of our parsha speak about a woman who gives birth. What's, what's the concept Afterwards is the concept of saras of this spiritual leprosy. Why did the Torah place these two concepts next to each other? says, So I don't understand exactly the analogy, but let's at least hear it on a very superficial level. It's an analogy to a female donkey that did something wrong and got burned. And because of the way that the, the donkey was burned, the, the donkey that she birthed, that was inside of her womb at the time, when she got burned, somehow the burn got inside of the womb, and the baby came out burnt as well. The baby donkey. What causes the child to come out with a burn? It was the recalcitrance, so to speak, of the mother donkey that caused the child to come out burnt, the, the baby donkey. It can happen, says the Medrash, that a child, a baby, can be born with leprosy. Why would a child be born with leprosy? What sin have they done? Says the Medrash, the sin of the mother. There is a sin of the mother that can cause a child to come out with leprosy. If the mother is not careful about the halachas of tahara samishbach, of, of family purity, of making sure to go to the mikvah when she has her period, counting seven clean days after the period stops checking before, checking at the end, etc. All the halachas of Taras HaMeshpacha, if she wasn't careful about that, the result of her sin is that it affects her child. She is burned by it. There's a spiritual ramification for her as well. But it can come out in the child as well, just like the mother donkey was burned and somehow the baby was burned as well. Okay, so if a person is with his wife when she's a nida, when she's when she's menstruating and she hasn't, or even afterwards if she hasn't uh, gone to the mikvah properly, she hasn't gone through the spiritual purification, the children can come out leprous. There's a concept that children can be affected by the sins of their parents. We find such a thing with a mamzer, a child who's born out of wedlock, 
the you know when there's an illicit relationship, the children are are mamzerim. They're affected by their parents. The parents can do something which adversely affects their children, and the results are seen elsewhere. So it's a very difficult concept, right? Why should I be punished for something that my parents did? Heaven forbid. Why should someone be punished for something their parents did? But we see that there are spiritual ramifications for the sins that a person does. That's why we have these two concepts next to each other. Isha When a woman shall give birth, then afterwards it's followed by leprosy because there's a concept that the woman can cause leprosy to her child because of her sin, because of something that she's done wrong. Now we must ask ourselves, not so much from the perspective of the child, but I want to focus for a moment on the perspective of the parent. Why is it that the parent, you know, it's, it's a tsar for a parent, it's painful for a parent when there's something wrong with their child. What is the understanding of the fact that the child has leprosy because of the sin of the parents? And I would, what I would like to garner from here, perhaps we can understand from here, the lesson from here, is that sometimes, or oftentimes perhaps even, the results of our actions can be seen outside of ourselves. And that result is something that we see in order for us to, to learn something from, to change from. Let's not focus so much on Mamzerim. Let's focus on this particular case. A parent has a child and she sees that the child's in pain. They're covered with leprosy. That's my fault. I need to do something different. I need to change myself. Because if I don't change myself, what's going to be with my children in the future, right? Forget for a moment the, the physical ailment of the leprosy. There's also a statement here that if I don't change myself from my hubris, from my lack of humility, from my, let's say, sinning, my unwillingness to, to be machnia myself, to submit myself to the Torah's will, I'm going to do what I want. I'm, that person is, you know, they're, they're not willing to do what the Torah says as far as when it's permitted to be with their spouse and when not. That's going to have an effect on the child. Besides the physical effect which we're speaking about here, the parents, what the parents do, even in, in secret, there's a sense, there's a feeling that can be sensed in the home. And it's communicated to the children and it affects the children. The parent needs to see that and realize that. What they are doing has an effect on all of those around them, especially on their children. And so, the parent causes a mum, a physical blemish, a spiritual blemish, an emotional, psychological blemish in the child. If we don't work on ourselves, it will have a negative effect on our kids, heaven forbid. And so the inverse is also true. If we are working on ourselves, we're trying to be better, we're trying to commit ourselves to God's will, it's going to have a tremendous impact on our children and all those around us. Now I'd like to bring us back to the previous case where Rebbe hurt his finger. And he said, it must be because of my sins. And Rebbe Shmuel Rebbe Yossi said, you know, it's not because of your sins, it's because of the sins of the Jewish people. Now I would ask, why, why is a tzaddik, why is a righteous person affected? So on one hand, it's a nice thing, it's a kapara, it, it helps to atone for the people of his generation, but why is he being affected by it, number one? And number two, how is it a kapara for these, these people? They didn't do any tshuva. They didn't repent. And I would say that the Medrash is teaching us something profound. They're really both true. He sees it. How did Rebbe see it? He saw it as his own fault. His own avera caused it. 
Rabbi Shmuel says to him, no, it's not you, it's the people. But really, they're both right, because the tzaddik is held accountable for what happens in his generation. The tzaddik, the righteous individual, is held accountable. So he can be hurt by it, but it's a symbol. It's a symbol that perhaps he has done something wrong in as far as, insofar as his leading of the generation. If they are sinning, is that not a lack in his own leadership? Is that not a lack in his own being an, an example for them? And he has to do tshuva, but he also has to make sure that the people do tshuva. He has to make sure that they all repent as well from whatever it is that he hasn't noticed that they're doing, which is why he's getting punished. So that's also represents the accountability and the responsibility that we as leaders, whether it's in our families, whether it's in our communities, we have a responsibility. We need to be looking around and saying, when something bad happens to me, heaven forbid, I can't be saying, well, you know, I can't, I have to recognize, I can't be saying that it's just it's a coincidence, whatever. No, I need to wake up and say, why is this happening? What, what have I done wrong? Why, why, why am I experiencing this negative situation? And I need to take responsibility for myself and for those around me. And now let's bring it back to the first point, which is the queen who walks into the palace and she sees those, the straps on the wall. And the Jewish people, who are told on one hand, eat, drink, and be merry. That's for the Umas Oilam. That's, that's a punishment for them. But I want to, I want to bring it a step further and say, no, it's really speaking to us, like the Pashtas of the Psukim, the simple understanding of the verses. The Pasuk is te- teaching us something by, let's say, mentioning that this is something that could happen to the Umas Oilam, the nations of the world. It's teaching us that what they're going to be doing, we the Jewish people, are the queen of the world. We are the Rebbe, the, the leader of the generation. So if they're doing something wrong, it's a reflection on us that we're not doing our job properly. So when they get hit, uh, now, now it's the opposite of it. When they get hit, or if they deserve to be hit, or if there is a, if there is a, a whip on the wall prepared for them, it's a message for us because we have to feel a, re- a sense of responsibility that they shouldn't even deserve to be whipped. If the avodim and the shvachos, if the servants and the maidservants have a proper uh, example which is the queen doing whatever the king says, let's say. So then the the servants and the maidservants will also do that which is meant to be done. They'll also serve the king properly. If the Jewish people are serving God properly, so then the nations of the world will reflect that. We'll see a reflection of that. So what do we take out of this entire measure? What I understand and what I feel we learn from this is that each and every one of us and on, a, on an individual level and also on a national level, we have a responsibility. And we need to see that, sometimes we see the reperca- repercussions of our actions, but we need to realize that whether we see it or not, we need to look for it, and we need to examine ourselves and examine those around us and say, hey, where am I? Where am I perhaps not living up to what I should be doing? Where am I perhaps not serving Hashem in the fullest way possible. I want to bless you and I ask you to bless me that we should be able to see, we should be able to recognize, we should be able to focus on ourselves and understand what it is that we need to improve and the profound impact that we have on all of those around us. Thank you so much for listening. Have a wonderful Shabbos.
This podcast was made possible through the gracious donations of listeners like you. For more podcasts like this, please visit www.arigoldwag.com or search on iTunes, Ari Goldwag.